honeysuckle, the breeze on the ocean, snow, baby powder, and lavender. These are a few of the favorite scents of Denise Carmen, my next guest. Denise, please introduce yourself. Well, hello, my name is Denise Carmen. I am also a real estate agent with Kimberly. I am a mother of three children. So my children are 31, 32, and I have a third son who passed away. So Kimberly and I have a lot in common with that. Yes. Um, and I am transitioning into a different part of my life. So very excited to be here. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that is why I do this show. This is Stories of Overcoming. And Everyone has a story. Everyone has a defining moment. Let me let you in on the secret that led them to their goal. Their strength lies solely in their tenacity. Welcome to Tenacious Thoughts. I am your host, Kimberly Tenacious T. Togo. beginning I did just feature real estate agents but it's bigger than that right it, it really doesn't have anything to do with your profession it is about how we overcome it overcome the obstacles overcome the sledgehammer because life is not fair it never will be fair and you know we're I don't want to dive right into that that tragic tragic moment but I think people need to look at you as a Number one, well put together, successful woman after a horrible tragedy that no mother should have to bury a child. And when something like that does occur, where do you go to find the strength to move on? Where do you go to find yourself again? So you recently moved to Scottsdale, Arizona from Maryland. From Maryland, yes. Maryland which obviously you were in real estate in Maryland. Yes. Uh, so let's, let's start with that beginning part and then we're gonna work backwards, right? Okay. So you, you're in Maryland and you're like, I'm, I'm going to Scottsdale. What, what, what happened there? What, what prompted yeah. this yeah. to happen? I've always loved it here. Yes. So I would come out and visit. I have some family out here, so I would come out and visit. Love the health and wellness aspect. Love the scenery, obviously, and obviously the weather. Yes. So I got amicably divorced, and my kids are... Let's pause right there. Amicably divorced. Very this, amicably. This can happen, people. Yes. I mean, we can get along, yes. right? So the focus of that, when you two decided that you needed to change, Mm -hmm. the trajectory of your lives. Mm -hmm. How important was that to the both of you to make sure that it was amicable, that there was peace there? Because of our, our other two children was one reason. The second, because we're both really good people. There you go. When our tragedy happened, there wasn't this, another tragedy on top of that tragedy. It was a slow growing apart of two people right. who loved each other very much and we kind of became just kind of best friends yes. for several years yes. after that happened. So the divorce was kind of obvious. Mm 
Right. It wasn't from lack of love. It was just, it just, the marriage just wasn't the marriage that it should be. Right. So that is why we could do this amicably because there was no other tragedy that happened within our relationship, which is a beautiful thing. And why drag something out when you both know that it's time? Exactly. I think a lot of women, men too, want to hold on to something because, oh, it can change, it can change. And it's comfortable and it's familiar. And and it's, yeah, the security of, you know, that this person has watched me brush my teeth for two decades. Right. You know, who else is going to want to watch me brush my teeth? Right. 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 Those things go through our minds. Yes. But it isn't, it isn't about that. It is an individual journey and what you have to do to protect your God spark, your heart. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, have the divorce that's amicable and you love Scottsdale. So here you are. So here I am. Deciding to stay into real estate, Mm -hmm. right? So what is real estate to you? Why real estate? Um, Real estate to me is because I mean, I'm just going to speak honestly. There's a lot of very sleazy real estate agents. Oh, oh, there are a ton. (laughs) There are. (laughs) And I saw it and I didn't like it. Right. And I thought I need to bring better value into this market. And I need to let people know that real estate agents are professional people Mm -hmm. and we can hire, we can put ourselves to a very high standard. And I just didn't see that happening a whole lot. Right. Because we do have a reputation to be like used car salesmen. Yes. Like that's kind of our reputation. Yes. Um, So I wanted to take it to a different level and provide a different value than just, I just want a commission check. Right. If it's all about the money, you're on Forget the wrong it. side. Exactly. You're on the wrong side. And and new builders, especially during this this last, you know, it, when we had no inventory, they actually completely cut out the buyer agent yeah. for that exact reason. Exactly. Because they would come in, they would sign the card, and then they go out and leave their client there. And you'd never see them again until it was mm-hmm. the commission check. Yep. I don't care if it's a new build. I don't care if it's a trailer home. I don't care if it's a $5 million yep. house. You better hold their hand. Hundred percent of the way. Hundred percent. And you better know what you're doing. Yes. Hundred percent. You better know the contract. If it's a new build, I am there. I am watching the framework go up. I'm yes. watching the walls go up. I am making sure that that home gets inspected, not by the builder, but by a separate inspector. Yes. Pre-drywall <laughs> inspection. Put that on your list when shopping for a new build. Making sure that that home gets inspected because I can't tell you how many times people have moved into a new build and something goes awry that could have been prevented had it been inspected by an outside inspector. Absolutely. People just don't realize these builders, they're in it for themselves, yeah. right? So you have to be, you have to protect it's business. your it's it's business. business. You know, that they have the, and no offense to the front office salespeople, <laughs> but you go in there and they're like, oh, you don't need a, you don't need an agent. And there's a sign that says if you, on your first visit, you don't show up with your agent, guess yep. what? Sure, they'll let your agent represent you, but they're not going to compensate that agent for it because that's part of the business. They don't want to have to pay out that commission because that's less money for them. They don't pay those sales agents the same as you get paid. They get a flat fee per person. And if they can double side it, that's even better for them. Exactly. So will they do their fiduciary duty? Of course. Mm-hmm. But it is a dual representation. So they're limited on how aggressive they can get. Well, this is what I tell people. If you were getting divorced, would you go in and let your significant other's divorce attorney represent you? Yeah. You absolutely will not. <laughs> it's the same thing in real estate. You yes. need to be protected. And our, I look at my job 
as a real estate agent is protecting my client. Yes. It's not about showing houses. It's not, it's about protecting them and, and dealing with their biggest, largest investment of their lifetime. So that's protecting their money. That is a beautiful uh, illustration. I, I, I'm going to use that. <laughs> if you're getting a divorce, you're not going to both use the same attorney exactly. for obvious reasons. How long have you been in real estate and what, what made you one day be like, I'm going to get my license. Yeah. I've been in it for almost five years. Mm -hmm. So I got licensed in Maryland, Virginia and DC because it's all kind of where I live was kind of all right there. Yes. But what made you decide that I'm just going to get my real estate license and see how this goes to protect the, because of all the sleazy real yes. estate agents. So did you have a bad experience yourself? I did. Oh, I did. please share it. I sold a condo and the buyer's agent was just so I'm in the condo, mm -hmm. it's my condo. Mm -hmm. The buyer's agent stopped by with his client. And I don't think he realized that I was the owner of this condo. Oh no. And this was in Maryland. And he was saying to the, to the oh, we can just lowball. Like it won't matter. <laughs> Nothing's gonna matter. Like, and you're there? And I'm there. And I, Cause you know, it's a condo. So I'm trying to right. kind of stay out of the way, but I'm listening. Cause of course you're listening. Of course, of course. And. I just, he was just so sleazy about the transaction. Right. That, and they ended up putting the offer in and it ended up getting it. Cause this was back when the market was just kind of neutral. It wasn't sure. And, and it, I just couldn't believe how sleazy and I was young. I was in my early twenties. Right. And I just thought, God, that's so sleazy. And then moving forward, as you're going through life, you're meeting real estate agents because we're everywhere. Right. Right. We're like maggots. Like we're everywhere. Arizona has the highest concentration of agents per capita in the United States. One in every 123 people in this state is a real estate agent. That's insane. <laughs> um, so I just, as I'm going through life, I'm meeting these agents and I'm going, all they talk about is how much money they're going to get. Right. They're, they're going to list your house at this price when it really should be listed at this price. Right. Because they, they just, they're looking at the money. Right. And, and I just turn and burn, turn and burn all day long. It's, it is a business of sales, mm -hmm. but we're talking about their life, their home, the energy mm -hmm. that goes into this. You can't just like slap it in there, slap, slap a family in a house and expect it to, be the right match for them and thrive if you're not committing your heart, your energy, your effort, and your expertise into it. Right. It's, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So you were you were needed. You were wanted. Let's talk a little bit about what happened to bring you here to Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. What happened to bring you to a point of getting a divorce? You spoke about three children and your youngest now lives in heaven. Right. So please let's. So my marriage was one of those ideal marriages. We lived in a beautiful house in the country. We had the two dogs. We had the three great kids. They all played sports. They did well at school, had a bunch of friends. We yeah. just lived that kind of wonderful life. And, and let's, let's talk about who you were at that time. What were you doing at that time? At that time, I was an executive spa director at a wow. golf resort. Wow. So I was, I was working. Um, happy? Happy, so happy. Loved my job. My, my husband had a great career. Yeah. He, we were, we were, we were doing okay. Yeah. We had two kids that just graduated from college. I mean, we couldn't have been prouder. Right. 
Uh, we had our third, our youngest was in college when this happened and life was beautiful. I mean, really, honestly, when I look back at that part of my life, I'm like, wow, my life was really, really good. And I'm going to pause there for a little bit because there's a lot of people that are suffering and in painful spots and they, they look at someone like you, they look at a family like yours and they're like, they have everything going for them. Nothing bad ever happens to them. Mm -hmm. Why do I suffer? And, and, and a family like that has so much going for them. And tragedy and sledgehammers can happen to anyone at yes. any point. Mm -hmm. Please. And then you go into the why of us. Mm -hmm. Why me? Why my child? Why our child? Why their little brother? Why their friend? Right. I mean, you know, I always equate... So when, when Kurt, his name is Kurt, when he, when he died, the day that he died, it was June 25th, 2013. I was sitting at work yeah. in this beautiful resort spa. Yeah. We had a lot of customers that were there that day and my phone rang at my desk. Just, just out, just, just we're calling. Are you, are you so-and-so? I have something to tell you. And are you in a safe space? Are you in a safe space? He said that I can tell you this. And yeah, yes. <laughs> and then he told me, and I'm in a spa, which is quiet. Right. And I mean, you know this. You, it's, it's a primal scream. Yeah. It's a primal. It's like a bear in the wilderness. Right. And of course, the whole staff comes out because they hear me, yeah. and I'm back in my office, which was kind of back in a corner. And it was just, un some, some people either believe or either remember everything that happens mm -hmm. at that point going forward, or they, they don't remember it or they remember it. I remember right. every single step. Yeah. Every single step. And I, then I had to call my husband. Right. I mean, how do you make that phone call? Right. So I call him and told him, and then, then you gotta, you know, then I gotta call my kids. How far were you from where this accident took place? So the act, so I'm at work, it's about 30 minutes. Okay, 30 minutes so it away. was in the immediate area at least. So he did, so he did pass, he did, his accident was right where we lived. Hmm. It was about two and a half miles from our home, but I was at work, so I was about 30 minutes away. Um, so it, you know, I, I would tell people it felt like someone just came up from behind you, grabbed you, turned you upside down, and then just threw you off a cliff. Yes. That is how it feels. Because you died with you, your child. You're... Without question. There's the before Kurt and after Kurt. Yeah. And you are no longer that person nope. that you were that minute before. Nope. And so now you've fallen into this canyon. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pick up your life. And how do you get out of that canyon? You claw your and, way to victory. And because we're talking walls with no grips on them too. Mm -hmm. It is a dark, 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 dark place. Yes. So you're calling your husband mm -hmm. and tell us his reaction. And what, and what did, what, how did you find i mean i i know how i was in that moment and i know in those there was that split second where you just you have to make a decision to do it and then you go back you go back to the canyon mm -hmm. you come out for a second you go back in 
mm-hmm. because you, you, there's something in you that says, okay, here I am back. Yes. And I imagine that's how it was for you. Yes. <clears throat> that's exactly how it was. You know, you, you, you find a strength, I feel like, that you cannot explain. Right. That there is not a word for it. There isn't. That telling him he's a man, and I think because he is such a man, like he's a provider, he's a husband, he's a father, he's very prideful in all of those things in a very good way. Yes. I think his initial instinct was, I got to take care of me and the other kids, like yes. to protect us. Exact, with, exact with mine. Yeah. It, they, they have their own switch that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And, and don't confuse that with grieving, because they right. do, yep. right? But they don't show that. They go into protector and yep. provider mode, 100%. Yeah. And it's almost how they protect their own pain. For sure. They just focus on the family at that point. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did from that point forward. Just became our protector. Right. Made sure we were okay. Right. Provided everything for us. And I, I mean, I am grateful. Yeah. That because we all have our roles, right? Right. And that was, that was his role. Because I felt apart. Right. I felt completely, Absolutely. completely apart. Absolutely. And he, and he picked me up. I mean, he, you know, he was the person with the candle in the dark room. I mean, right. he's. What about your other two children? How did they process this? You know, they, my children are rock stars. Resilient, aren't they? So they had just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So they're in a very delicate time of their life. Yeah. Right? Because you graduate from college, you don't know what what you don't know what you're gonna do. No. Right? No. You're like, okay. Hello. What the hell am I gonna do? Right, now? right. And neither of them are doing what they what they majored in college. But I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm gonna promote college right. anymore. <laughs> no. But yes. <laughs> so I'm worried that they're gonna start drinking a lot or doing drugs yes. or like going down these because you hear it. You hear it. You you do yep. hear of those siblings who can't deal yeah. with the fact that their brother or their sister it, it, it is such a foreign thing yes. for a sibling for a child right. to pass at how old was Kurt? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty years old. Yeah. Twenty years old. Twenty. Barely out of high school. Yeah. Into college. Yep. Probably had only experienced a few relationships at this point. Yep. You know, maybe owned one car. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you, you have to put yourself in a place where this fresh, young, vibrant man was taken from you. Yeah. Taken from this world. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part. Why? Yeah. Why? What is, what is the point of prayer? What is the point of begging God to watch over your family and watch over you? And something like that happens. Mm-hmm. You've done nothing wrong. You're a good person. You've spent, I'm, I'm assuming, spent most of your life, how can I serve my family? How can I serve society? How? I mean, she got into real estate because she wanted to serve because there were so many crappy people out there. Why? Probably was the biggest question for you. Oh yeah, in stuck. Yeah, stuck in why for years. Yeah. That's where I was stuck in why and anger. That's where I was stuck. Yeah, for for years. I know for me, I was very angry at God, mm-hmm. and 
myself, you know, we're, we have one job, raise and protect your children. Mm -hmm. So how long did you sit in that canyon before you decided that you needed to change that place that you were in, that dark, dark place that you were in? What, what was it that flipped that switch for you? I started boxing. Nice. And, nice. And, and MMA. And how long, how long was that? Like from the time you lost it? About a year and a half. Wow. So. Wow. That's I, a long time. It, oh, I was pissed. Yeah. I, I used to go, I used to, so at the time I was a cyclist, like a, like a cyclist, like yes. the nice carbon bike that you can pick up with your yeah. pinky and yeah. all the gear and being sponsored. Sure. And I used to get on my bike and go ride and I lived in a pretty hilly area and I would go find the biggest fucking hill and climb it and I would just snot coming out of my nose and like just so pissed off that this happened. And I am going to ask a sensitive question. How many times going down that hill did you picture yourself crashing it and just leaving here? Did you ever picture that? Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Because of the pain. It's so overwhelmingly painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what kept you from doing that? Him. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. That's you, gonna make me emotional. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be mad if I did that. Right. Because you do picture yourself seeing them again. You do picture yourself standing in front of them again. And the last thing you want is for the tragedy that happened to your child to be the same have the ripple effect upon you right. to have you also leave this world. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it is a battle. You know, a lot of people call suicide or taking your life is a cowardly thing, and it's it's not. No. It, it is, number one, I personally, from my own experience, find that that moment where you are thinking of leaving this world, you do have to have great courage to either make the decision to leave or make the decision to stay. There is an amount of courage that you can't even explain or measure to make either or choice. Exactly. Exactly. And I hear a lot that people go driving, they, they ride their bike, they go to places where it's silent so that they can just purge oh, their pain. Those mountains have tears. Uh, of anger, righteous anger, I yeah. called it, like on, on them. And then that wasn't working. That wasn't enough. And I was right. going to grief therapy. Right. And as you know, there's the invisible losses after the massive loss of yeah. relationships that you yeah. have, friends, family. So that was also happening. And then I met a boxing coach. Mm -hmm. And I went, and he had no idea what happened, no clue, never talked about it. Right. And I remember I did like a little 30 minute consultation with him and he said, what do you, what do you hope to get out of this? What's your goal? I said, I want you to teach me to fight like a man. Do not, <laughs> do not, do not teach me like a girl. Yes. Do not coach me like a girl. Yes. I want you to coach me like I am a guy. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. And hey, I got in the best shape of my life because boxing will get you in shape so freaking fast. Yeah. Your I, most of you who watch me know that I have Bob in my backyard. He gets hit. Yeah. Yes, I get hit. I get bought a lot at the gym, and I, that is what saved me. It gave you a face for your anger. Oh it yeah. It gave you 
and this is what people don't understand about energy and metaphysics is, you know, oh, I'm going to drown it out with drinking, or I'm going to drown it out with, you know, getting stoned, uh, or I'm going to drown it out with, with pills or sex or, you know, therapy after therapy after therapy. You're still not putting that raw, painful energy anywhere. You mm -hmm. have to get it out. Yeah. Or that's your crying, that's your screaming, that's your hitting, that it is something that has to be pushed out of your body and released. Yes. And men don't do that enough. Men they bottle it up. Yep. And, you know, you talked about relationships and how they change. You, again, die that day. You're in, a, you're in this position of trying to figure out who the f you are right now. Right. Excuse me. Yes. Sorry. It is not what you go through. It is how you come through it. Tune in for the next episode with Denise Carmen and the famous questions. At Sunday.